just go live. We talk jazz, utes, cougars, and Aggies, even on the weekend. You're locked on to the Saturday show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hour two of the Saturday show underway here on the Zone Sports Network. Yawk and Lundy along for the ride. Eric Jensen along with us as well. It's Utah Jazz locker clean out. And honestly, Lundy, I was hoping that we were not going to be doing this today just because it just it means the season is over and we're definitely in summer all of a sudden. It's crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I didn't expect this to be anywhere near this soon. None of us did, I think. Yeah, this, you know... It, it came as a surprise. I mean, like, after the Game 5 loss, you know, like, I kind of felt like they were going to lose Game 6, but at the same time, like, it just, it was never really a reality, even after it had gone final, when they somehow lost that 25-point lead last night, and it, it ended, and it still just kind of felt surreal, like, well, we still have another couple... You know, we have more more of this coming. Like there's more supposed to go, to go for a yeah. few more weeks at yeah. least. But. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. And I think that's just kind of it's the nature of sports, sadly, because it just comes to an abrupt end. And there's always the whole thing like, well, we'll get ready for next year. But I'm with you. I was anticipating us being doing Utah Jazz talk on DJ and PK on this show. I was expecting to do it until July. That was honestly, I was that was the plan. But nonetheless. It has come to an end, and we're going to be hearing from players as we continue to roll on here throughout the afternoon. Uh, let's get to it now, though. Boyan Bogdanovich uh, spoke to the media. As you'll hear him talk about, he, like Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, are going to be playing internationally this summer. I think Croatia either is already qualified or is in qualification for the Olympic Games, and he will be a part of that. You'll hear that coming up. So here you go. Boyan Bogdanovic speaking to the media just a little bit earlier on this afternoon. Hey, Boyan, good to talk to you. Thanks for your time today. So uh, just first off, can you kind of um, take us through, you know, what what kind of went through your mind in the closing minutes of last night's game and then kind of maybe what the conversations were among some of the players uh, afterward, just kind of in terms of where you guys go from here after after finishing the way you did? I mean, it was tough tough to even even talk or, or say something smart after the last night loss. I mean, we were up 25. We had everything in, in, in our hands to game seven on on our court. So we were kind of more speechless that that we were we were talking. But uh, I mean, we had a we had a great season. But when you when you lose the way we lost last night, it's it's, it's tough to, to 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 swallow that. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Boyan, I, I mean, last season you weren't able to play in the playoffs, and then this season, you know, Mike and Donovan being injured, do you feel like this team hasn't even really got a chance to be this team? Well, for sure. I mean, Mike was Mike was out for whole whole series against Clippers, and, and, and that really hurt us because he was like primary ball handler for us. And uh, so Donovan took over responsibility, making the play for the for D 
the others and, and, and for himself. So so we, we missed Mike big time and then Donovan was also also kinda kinda hurt. His ankle was not healed so he couldn't he couldn't perform the way the way he wanted. Even even he was he was our best player by, by far in these playoffs. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Oyan, what do you think this team needs to get to the next level? I guess besides health. I mean, stay healthy. I mean, like I mentioned, Donovan and Mike were were banged up, so and they are two best players on our team, probably. So it's we couldn't we couldn't have felt stay healthy. It's a lot of injuries around the around the league, but uh, I don't know. It's tough to tough to talk right now. What do we have to do or or next season or, or, or who we got to sign so I hope that we're gonna we're gonna keep our our core team and and, and try to try to get another shot next year Tim Reynolds AP okay we'll go back to Tim David James KTV William what would you like to improve individually in the offseason What would you like to improve individually in the off season? I mean, there's a lot of for every player, a lot of room to, to improve in, in, in our team. I obviously that I gotta gotta go more on the board and get more rebounds, try to stay stay more more focused on uh, defensively and then, then offensively. I mean keep working on my on my ball handling. So basically Basically, I think that every player can 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 a little bit improve in off season on whatever whatever he thinks that is best for for or for his game. Sarah Todd, Boyan, how important do you think it is to to get to be able to re-sign Mike Conley? I mean, he was he was really really leader like vocal leader in, in, in our team in our locker room so like I said it was we missed him big time in this series against Clippers. I mean we were we were better team than 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 Memphis first first series but uh I mean it would be big it's on it's on our organization to see what they're gonna what they're gonna do with all of us. I mean we are all all disappointed at this moment so I really don't know what to say about about next season and what we what we what we have to do. I would love to see all these guys back next season healthy and trying to trying to get another line. Like I said, I was I was injured last year. We had two two main guys injured or banged for the, for this playoffs. So it's kind of it's kind of tough to talk if we were all healthy. What would happen or or stuff like that? Okay, last question. Tim Reynolds, AP. Thank you. I'm not sure why I wasn't able to unmute. Um, Boyan, are you intending to take part in the qualifying in the next, I guess, in the next week or whenever that starts? I mean, yeah, I will, I'll play for my national team. We are playing in seven or eight days. So basically, I'm, I'm heading right to, to the training camp from, from here. So, yeah. There you go. Boyan Bogdanovic says he's planning on playing in the Olympic qualifying for Croatia. Uh, 
this is gonna be an interesting summer. You get a lot of guys playing internationally over there in Tokyo. That'd be kind of thing. I think the Jazz fans are gonna look forward to. They'll have a rooting interest from multiple teams in that basketball tournament, and that's the fun part about it. With how global the game of basketball has become, especially in the NBA. Yeah, you got Boyan Bogdanovich playing for Croatia. You got Joe Ingles and the Boomers down there in Australia. Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley potentially for Team USA. Rudy Gobert, Team France. Man. Just look at that. You're like, okay, and there's a big opportunity. And by the way, if you want another local connection, I, I learned this just earlier this past week. Gideon George uh, came to BYU this past year from New Mexico Junior College. He's actually going to try out for the Nigerian national team, and he may have a chance to play in the Olympics. I think the odds are stacked against him making it, but Mike Brown, the Golden State Warriors associate head coach, he is the head coach of the Nigerian national team, and they've already made the Olympics. So I think there's going to be a lot of local – connections uh, to the Olympics this year, and we're looking forward to that, and it should be a lot of fun. But Lundy, as we kind of await, we have a little bit of a lull here with uh, Utah Jazz PR waiting players to join and uh, get their locker clean-out media sessions going. Let's talk a little bit about looking forward here in the NBA playoffs for a minute. Uh, We're going to have the Western Conference Finals beginning tomorrow. The Phoenix Suns hosting Game 1 against the Los Angeles Clippers. And the Suns just recently, in the last, I think, 20 minutes, put out a statement that Chris Paul is still in the league's uh, COVID-19 protocols, health and safety protocols. So it appears very unlikely that he will be available, at least for game one tomorrow, as the Clippers and Suns do battle. Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch how that all plays out, The you know, the remainder of the playoffs. I mean, you know, I, I think that a lot of Jazz fans are probably feeling the same way that Donovan and Mike Conley have said that they feel where it's going to be painful to watch, but you know, implied in that is that they will be watching. Yeah. No. So I think that all of us are going to have our eyes on that. See how, you know, COVID protocol affects Phoenix. If, if even it does, I mean, you know, there's the possibility that maybe Chris Paul is back out of that in time. Sure. Uh, there's the possibility that he's held out for an extended period of that series. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, painful, but fun. Well, and also on the Clipper side of things, what's the status of Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. Like, there were rumors out there that it might have been an ACL injury, but I don't think we've seen anything concrete from the team yet. And maybe we'll never get a concrete answer on it, but there are questions on both sides of this right now for this Western Conference Finals. And, okay, I get that it's it, – as a Jazz fan, I think you're probably feel like you've been stabbed in the heart a little bit just seeing this team go out. But the one thing I am intrigued by this year, Lundy, has just been the overall parity of these NBA playoffs. We had the Lakers go out in the first round. We have the Phoenix Suns. They have been a non-factor in the NBA for the better part of over a decade. Until another in the Western Conference Finals, we have the Los Angeles Clippers making the Western Conference Finals for the first time as a franchise. And in the East, well, Brooklyn and Milwaukee are going to war right now. You've got Philadelphia and Atlanta. The Hawks, man, the plucky little upstarts that are the Hawks have been very impressive. I'm enjoying the parody in this league. And I know that's hard, I think, for a lot of Jazz fans to kind of pull yourself back out because you're so microscopic focused on the Utah Jazz. But the overall, just kind of look at what the NBA is doing right now, I'm very intrigued by the overall parity. Oh, absolutely. I think that it's great for the league that you can look at the remaining teams and say, I have no idea who's going to be in the finals and who's going to win. Correct. Like, I mean, it's, you know, you look back just a, a few short years ago, and before the season started, you could go, yeah, it's going to be Warriors, 
Cavaliers. I was going to say. And the Warriors are going to win it. Like, we, we already knew how it was all going to play out before the first game even tipped off. And the fact that that's not the case anymore, I think, is great for the sport. I think it's great for fans. I just, I, I think it's a lot more fun when we don't know what's going to happen. I think, and if you're an NBA fan, I think that's what you want, is you want to see this league have teams that have, you, just, you want to see teams cycle up and cycle down. It's something I think the NFL gets right about the NFL. Like, the parity in the NFL is incredible. You can see a team make the Super Bowl, and seemingly the next year, and very rare is it the next year, but relatively quickly, they cycle right back down to being out of the playoffs. I, as a San Francisco 49ers fan, I have seen that team go up and down in the last six, seven years from Super Bowl contender to bottom barrel back up to potential Super Bowl contender. And it's just it's kind of the funny thing, I think, with the NFL, why it's so intriguing and it has so many fans of just the league overall. The NFL, I think by and large, sports fans, you have your teams, but the NFL does a great job making fans of just the league itself. You get what I'm saying here? Yeah, I do. And I, I think it's similar to why a lot of people love even college sports because yeah. it's just the unpredictability of what each season brings. You never know who's going – I mean, like, you know, there's always kind of the dynasties. You know, I mean, right now in college, sure. we know that with football, Alabama is up there. Uh, with basketball, it's usually like the Dukes, the Kentuckys, you know, those blue bloods um, in the NFL right now pretty solid bet on Kansas City a lot of the time but like you said the cycle shifts so rapidly yeah that I mean you know a couple years ago it was New England at the top and this past season New England was not great I mean things can change just so quickly and to see the NBA kind of have that kind of season where the top expected teams are some of the first teams out yeah is has just added such a level of intrigue that i think it's it's made it more fun i mean you know the jazz were part of that sure where the jazz are usually expected to kind of be a mid-range team they ended the number one seed overall in the nba uh obviously a very disheartening playoff series just barely that we're all still recovering from but you look around and there's not really those normal names still in the playoffs and there's a lot of mystery as to what comes next and it's just so much more enjoyable that way in my opinion and i think the nba is striving to get to what the nfl is doing they want to have these teams cycle up and down but there's so uh there's so many uh opportunities for a team let's just say for example like the nets we just turned the nets Four years ago, we thought they were going to be dead for the next decade, it felt like, because they had been fleeced by Danny Ainge and the, and the Brooklyn, uh, not the Brooklyn, the Boston Celtics, and we felt like, and, but all of a sudden, okay, you sign Kevin Durant, you sign Kyrie Irving, uh, James Harden forces his way out of Houston to Brooklyn, and all of a sudden, they're looking like maybe the next version of the Golden State Warriors. The health issues for them have really, I think, hampered them, and it just this is me speaking. I think Milwaukee wins. I think Milwaukee's going to advance. I think we're going. And this is just my gut feeling. I think we're having a Milwaukee Atlanta Eastern Conference Finals upsets in both sides of it, which would be so awesome. But that would go back to what we're talking about here: the parity 
that it would make for a lot of intrigue. The storylines on both sides of the bracket for who's going to go to the finals would be very interesting. I Man, I... I look at this as a good thing for the NBA. It remains to be seen if this can be replicated every year because, let's be honest, I think we're all expecting a healthy year from the Los Angeles Lakers next year. Well, they're probably right back into the discussion, and the Lakers have owned the NBA for many, many decades, it feels like. So I would like to hope that this year is going to be more of the norm going forward, but I also have concerns that, yes, we're just going to continue to see its cycle where super teams have become the dominant factor in the NBA. Yeah, it's, you know, I think that, yeah, the NBA is just kind of geared towards, yeah, I mean, we're in the era of super teams. We are. And I don't know what it's going to take to break out of that. Um, you know, maybe this year with just the crazy parody, you know, if Brooklyn does get upset and they're removed, maybe that does break up the era of super teams maybe it's just a blip on the radar that doesn't end up turning out to be anything uh so it you know which continues to add to the intrigue and the mystery of the rest of this season yeah i think that's the one thing about this is that this season has just been fun and i like i said i get if you're a utah jazz fan right now i think you're hurting because you hope that your team was going to make a deep run. You were hoping this was the team that was going to make it back to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2008. You had hopes that you were going to see them in the NBA Finals for the first time since 1998. Uh, it's been a long time since the Jazz were considered among the elite of the NBA, and it felt like this year was that season. And I think Joe Ingles, his comments earlier, by the way, any of the player audio that you may have missed so far on the Saturday show that we I have played Joe Ingles, Mike Conley, Royce O'Neal, Boyan Bogdanovich. If you'd like to hear those, please go to 1280thezone.com or search out the Zone Sports Network dash Utah Jazz on your podcast provider of choice. You can hear all of that and you can just check it out. It's all available podcast form. We'll continue on here. So let's take a time out here, Lundy. It sounds like we got players upcoming. We'll come back on the other side, continue to let you hear from Utah Jazz Locker Cleanout. This is the Saturday show right here on the Zone Sports Network. Let's go live. We talk jazz, utes, cougars, and aggies, even on the weekend. weekend. You're locked on to the Saturday show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. Yak and Lundy, your co-host tandem, carrying you through this afternoon until 2 o'clock. Utah Jazz locker cleanouts ongoing. And, man, I this, this is just a weird day because I anticipated, I trust me, last night at halftime of that game, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, Jazz are forcing this back to Game 7. Sunday afternoon, the Vivint Arena, which we are housed here in the, at the zone, is going to be absolutely rocking. I was fully anticipating that happening. And you know what? You do have to tip your cap to Ty Lue, Paul George, and the rest of the Los Angeles Clippers. They came out and absolutely took it to the Utah Jazz in that second half. Like, I think there were a lot of people, I think I saw somebody tweet that at one point in the third quarter, the Utah Jazz had a win probability of 98.7%, uh, just absolutely an insane percentage, and the Clippers, to the credit, just rumbled back. So we'll continue to let you hear from uh, players as they come up. I I'm seeing Rudy Gobert's name popping up here. Is that who we're going to get next, Alex? 
Um, I heard it was George Niang, and it doesn't look like Rudy. I know, that's Rudy the thing. Th- so I'm not sure. We'll see who <laughs> we'll I see get. Godzilla on a picture here with Rudy, but, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. And they just went black. So, all right, anyways, we'll continue on here. <laughs> this is the joy of doing live radio, man, with Zoom conferences. We're trying to time them out. And, yeah, we were told that George Niang was coming up next, but maybe Rudy Gobert's coming up next. Who knows? Uh, by the way, if you guys are looking for any of the audio of the players who have already gone, Mike Conley speaking to the media saying that he will enter unrestricted free agency and evaluate all offers, and I completely understand that. It's my personal opinion that you want Mike Conley back. I know there are a lot of Jazz fans out there who are saying right now that they don't want to see him come back. I'm with uh, Tony Jones. I saw him put this on Twitter saying that if uh, – if you don't sign and resign Mike Conley, you're not replacing what Mike Conley is. And that's a big question. All right. It looks like George Niang uh, sitting down. Uh, he'll be on the call shortly. Looks like he's coming to us via his vehicle, uh, looking at the Zoom conference here. But a lot of these guys, minivan, maybe? they're getting ready. Maybe a minivan. Yeah, good point. I like that, Alex. Well done. All right. So let's go to George Niang. He is speaking to the media now. Here you go. George Niang speaking at Utah Locker Cleanout. Utah Jazz Locker Cleanout. Here you go. That's the athletic. George, um, you know, what do you think of the season for 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 you this year, uh, personally? And you know, this is the first time uh, in your career that you're going to be a free agent. So, um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And 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 what are your thoughts on you know just kind of how the season ended for you guys? Uh, you know, obviously the season didn't end. Uh the way any of us wanted it to um obviously it's still fresh on all of our minds it was less than that one in 12 hours or 24 hours ago um but i think as a collective group um during the regular season um we definitely showed a, a ton of growth um with you know Winning games, uh, you know, people predicted us to lose. Um, I don't think anybody predicted us to be first either. Um, so that was a huge accomplishment for us. Um, obviously, the playoffs didn't go the way uh, we wanted them to. And um, But moving forward, you know, um, whatever happens, happens uh, in free agency. I've never been a free agent. So, um, like I said, I'm, I'm new to all this stuff. Obviously, my heart is in uh, – is in Utah. I love Utah. They gave me an opportunity to grow and, and mature as a man and a player. And I'm forever thankful for that. And, and uh, I love being here. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. George, you definitely took strides in your game this year, you know, especially defensively, but then ultimately kind of in the playoffs, it, I don't know that the, the contributions weren't necessarily probably at the level you wanted them to be kind of what was the difference between regular season George Yang and playoff George Yang and kind of what do you do to uh, try to improve that next year? Um, you know, playoff experience is real. Um, you know, I, I think it's always good to have playoff experience, you know, whether it's up being up 2-0 or up 3-1 and, you know, figuring it out year by year. Obviously, we're frustrated with how it ended yesterday. There's, you know, I think everybody can agree that we feel the same on that um and playoff basketball is totally different you know everything kind of goes out the window and it comes down to who's gonna make what happen and come out on top and and win the game by any means necessary um so 
I don't know if uh, obviously there's a huge difference between regular season and the playoffs. Obviously, um, you know, I want to contribute a little more, um, but you know, you learn, um, and I think it's a it's a growth process for us as uh, players and as an organization. Sarah Todd, Desert News. George, what was I guess the sort of the emotions of you know reaching that point where you guys were number one, and then to kind of see the way that it ended with like Donovan and Mike having to play hurt, and it's not like you really got to see what the team could do healthy. Um. Yeah. Obviously, that's super frustrating. But uh, as we all know, injuries are a part of the game. I mean, look at the team we were playing. They had to play games without Kawhi Leonard, but um, I don't think enough credit goes to those guys, Mike Donovan, uh, for playing through what they had to play through. Um, you know, obviously, you know, they laid it all out there for us, and I know uh, us as teammates are super thankful that, you know, they wanted to go down swinging with us. Uh, like I've, I've reiterated earlier, obviously, we're disappointed in the results. Being in first place was, you know, a great regular season achievement, but I think all of us want more. Dana Green, ABC4. George, I imagine it was kind of a sleepless night, if you got any sleep at all. Is there anything that uh, is kind of playing over in your mind that you've been thinking about? You just can't get out of your mind that what happened actually happened. Yeah, I mean, Dana, to be honest with you, I mean, it's still like uh, you wake up and, you don't know what happened. I mean, you're, you're still, I don't want to say in shock, but like, you know, constantly replaying parts of the game in your, in your head and different scenarios. And should I have said something here? Or should I have said something there? You know, would that have changed the outcome? Um, but like I said, this is, this needs to be looked at as a, a growth moment and um, continue to grow and, not um, repeat the same mistakes uh, we've made, you know, um, going forward in the playoffs in the regular season. I mean, I feel like we did that coming into this year as we really focused and dialed in on what we did in the regular season and what mistakes we made with, you know, dropping games that we weren't supposed to drop. And I think, you know, we need to continue that focus moving on into the playoffs. Now, Campbell, UtahJazz.com. Hey, George, um, as you're taking this time to reflect, I just want to know what was one of your favorite memories from this season? Um, man, there's, there's actually uh, so many. But, um, you know, I think my, the memory that I can take away that's most recent is, you know, after Sacramento, you know, we won clinched the number one seed and I think you know just the excitement you know the achievement of getting that done was uh was was huge uh for for a lot of us and uh but then again also beating Memphis like all those all those memories that I have of, of us as a team you know coming together and knowing that we sacrificed to to help each other win so at the end of the year uh, regular season and, you know, beating Memphis in the first round. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, George, can you kind of just take us through, you know, what it was kind of like last night in the immediate aftermath, just kind of what the conversations were 
you know, between the guys when when the loss was just as fresh as it was? Yeah, um, obviously it was like a barrage, you know. They were scoring points, you know, left and right, making shots, making a ton of shots. And um, it just felt like one after the other after the other. But uh, to be honest with you, Eric, after stuff like that, you know, there's not really much to say. I don't think guys really said anything. You know, what is to say? I think everybody kind of felt what had happened. And I don't, I don't think there was um, many words that were said. I, from what I'm replaying in my mind, it's kind of like a, a quiet locker room. Last question, follow up from Sarah Todd. George, last night when we talked to Donovan, he said that he didn't feel like the loss was at all like on the coach's shoulders, that they, they, they gave you guys adjustments to make and that you guys just didn't execute them. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, 100%. They did. And, you know, that's, that's part of that's part of the game. That's part of the playoffs. You know, it's a hostile environment. They had all their fans in there for once. Um, and, you know, I don't want to make excuses, but, you know, sometimes, you know, so many things are happening. You know, the crowd is loud and this, that, and the other. And you don't execute things to the best of your abilities or to the level that they need to be to win. And we just didn't do that. And that's that's the part of the growth that we're going to have to continue to work at. Okay, that's all the questions we have. Thank you, George. There you go, George Niang. And I think that's actually some pretty good thoughts. George has always been a guy that I've enjoyed hearing speak in the media because he's always thoughtful uh, to every question asked of him. And you're talking about, like, I'm new to all this. I've never been a free agent, et cetera. All right, so let's go right back out. Oh, okay, I thought Rudy Gobert was sitting down now, but we'll go to – okay, uh, there we go. Rudy Gobert speaking to the media now. So here you go, Utah Jazz Center, Rudy Gobert speaking after the season came to a close last night. Hey, Rudy. So having had, a, you know, a few extra hours to kind of process the result from, uh, from when we talked to you last night, just – kind of what's going through your mind, you know, any, any extra thoughts, any additional thoughts about kind of what went wrong and, and maybe, you know, what you guys need to do next in order to kind of take that next step. I mean, obviously we, we, we had a high expectation and losing in the second round. So it's, uh, it's painful, you know, when you, when you look at the year that we had, um, you know, the way we played all year uh, and, and, you know, and being up 2-0 against a, a really good team and, and, and then losing four games in a row, it's, uh, you know, it's not something that we've done during the season. So it's, uh, yeah, pretty f- a lot of frustration, you know, obviously, but uh, it's part of the game. And, uh, you know, you, you try to ask yourself the right questions. You know, and and, uh, and try to think. You know, what can you do? Uh, what can we do to make sure that um, it, it stops happening? Tony Jones, the Athletic. Rudy, what do you guys have to do um, to take that next step? You took a step from being a good regular season team to being a great regular season team. So what needs to be, what step needs to be taken roster or otherwise for you guys to become a great playoff team? 
I mean, I think there's obviously a lot of things to, to, to think about for myself. Uh, you know, once again, I'm going to have to clear my mind, uh, you know, because there's a lot of things that kind of bother me. So it's, uh, you know, it's uh, just got to, you know, ask myself the right questions and, uh, you know, keep putting the work in, keep getting better. And, you know, and uh, hopefully when we, you know, we're going to be in, we're going to have more opportunities and, you know, for myself, for my team, uh, try to be as good as we can and make sure that it doesn't happen again. Tim Reynolds, AP. Rudy, you talked about needing some time to clear your head. You're not going to have much. Obviously, you're playing for you're playing for a gold medal starting in about five weeks. Does that make it any having that having the Olympics so close to the end of the season? How much does that sort of help the get getting past the disappointment of not going as far as you wanted to with this group? I mean, it's definitely one of the. You know, it's it's a it's a great goal that I, that I have that we have as a team to try to try to win a try to play for for medal in the Olympics. So it's you know um, for me it's going to be another great opportunity to you know keep getting better and and at the same time you know uh, uh, try to accomplish something great you know for for my country and 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 for my team. So it's you know it's pretty soon. But at the same time, as, uh, uh, because we lost in the second round, you know, I have a little time to uh, recover and you know and get ready for for these Olympics. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Rudy, you said that there were some things bothering you. Can you elaborate on that? No, just in general. You know, I just don't like losing. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Rudy, you've talked a lot when you've won Defensive Player of the Year awards that it's a team effort. Is there a type of defensive player that you could add to the roster that would make your job easier, your life easier? I mean, it's basketball. You know, uh, it, it takes a team effort to, to it takes five guys to defend to to, to try to, to to play for a championship. You know, and uh, you know uh, those guys were, you know, obviously. Uh, I mean, they they all raised their level. You know, Reggie Jackson, uh, Terrence Mann, uh, Paul George was doing what he does. Uh, everyone on their team, you know, raised their level, and you know, it, it was hard for us to um, guard them as a team. You know, we I thought the I've said yesterday that they were, I thought they were the most connected team, and I really thought they were. And you know, and defensively, I thought they were. They were doing overall a better job than we did, uh, you know, with the weapons that they had. And, you know, it's it's all of us. I mean, it's, it's, once again, it's a team game. Uh, you know, you, you don't lose by yourself. You don't win by yourself. Uh, you don't get stars by yourself, you know. And, you know, it takes everybody to, uh, you know, to, to win a championship. It takes everybody. You know, there's obviously there's a lot of things to look at. You know, uh, uh, a lot of film to, to to look at and 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 see what what are the things that we should have, we can do better. Uh, but at the end of the day, once again, it's basketball. Like, 
it starts with one on one and you know and and then the 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 schemes comes into place but it starts with one on one david james ktv Rudy, obviously a lot of teams are uh, trying to play small ball and pull you away from the hoop. What do you think you can uh, add offensively or improve offensively to punish some of those small ball lineups? I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Like, what do you think we we should do when a team plays small? I don't know. That's why I asked you, Rudy. I mean, you're, you're the big guy and you seem to have a size mismatch. I wonder if there was something you could do. There you go. Next up, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, I'll just follow up on that. I'm curious kind of more on the defensive end of things. Uh, you know, I, I think the, 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 the kind of the word is that you're you're kind of either not played off the floor, but not as at your most impactful when teams are playing these five out lineups. Um, I, I mean, how would you respond to that? And kind of what, what do you think kind of needs to happen in order for the team to defend better against that kind of look? Because obviously it was a problem in this series. I mean, my, my, my job is to actually make sure that, you know, uh, guys don't get shot in the paint at first. And then obviously uh, there's some situations when team try to, uh, you know, draw me in to, to, to kick out to the trees. But, you know, the problem is if I don't, if I don't come and help, it's layups. And, you know, and at the end of the day, we, the game plan was to, that we chose that it was better to, give up uh, Terrence Mensch uh, threes, then Reggie Jackson, PG, or even Kawhi early on uh, layups. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, Terrence Mensch did a, did a great job knocking down the shots. Uh, I thought we uh, we tried to adjust and, and go into full rotation. But uh, the few times when I didn't, you know, I didn't come and help, uh, he ended up in layups. and. Uh, you know, I just try to do, uh, you know, uh, I trusted the game plan that for me to, to, to have my teammates and and uh, and then us try to figure it out on the backside. But, you know, they, they they did a great job moving the ball, uh, play the right way every single possession. And, uh, you know, that's what good things do. You know, you got to give them credit. And, and on us, you know, I think we, yeah, we just all got to raise all of them. You know, and we gotta understand that when it's playoff time, we all gotta be, we all gotta defend. We all gotta, you know, we can. It takes five guys to defend to play against that kind of lineup, and you know, we just didn't. Dana Green, ABC Four. Hey Rudy, um, the biggest uh, uh, free agent going into the off season, Mike Conley. Um, what are your thoughts on the possibility of him coming back? How important is it to maintain the continuity with, uh, with an experienced point guard like that? I mean, it was, it was uh, a huge reason why we, we had the year that we had. You know? and, and I do think that if we had him healthy during the series, it wouldn't be a different series. So, you know, uh, I would love to have him back. You know, I think he's a, uh, he's a leader. You know, his, his, his presence, uh, it makes people around him better. And, you know, we, we miss that you know, during the series. So it's, uh, I hope that he's going to, you know, stay with us and and, and uh, run him back with us next year. Okay, we have time for one more. Now, Campbell, Utah Jazz.com.
Hey, Rudy, um, just re reflecting on the season, uh, what are you most proud of both individually and as a team? I mean, I think we, obviously it's, it's frustrating to lose right now, but I, I think the year that we have, we, all the things that we've been through as a group, uh, individually and collectively, you know, um, I mean, it's, it's uh, I'm proud of the way we, of the resiliency that we had throughout the year and, and after what happened last year, uh, you know, for myself, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't put my stuff out there for the cameras. Uh, you know, I keep a lot of stuff for myself, but it's been, uh, it's been a tough year. So I'm just grateful that, you know, I was able to, you know, have a healthy uh, season and, you know, and, you know, win, uh, win as many games as we won and, you know, and, uh, I'm excited to keep getting better and, and, and see what happens next year. Okay, that's it. Thank you, Rudy. We appreciate your time. There you go. Rudy Gobert speaking to the media. And he's got, uh, you can tell he's got a few things on his mind. I, I think he said it best when he asked David James, what do you think What do you think we should do when teams go small on us? I think that he, the, the, the narrative that he gets played off the floor is there. But I think he also he wants it to be clear that defense is a team team dynamic. You have to do it as a team. He may be the defensive player of the year in the NBA. He's got four other guys that have to work around him to help him have his overall success. Yeah, it's like like we said earlier. You know, he struggled last night. He did. Yeah. He did. But like you said just now, I mean, you know, he's got to have the pieces around him. You know. A, a defensive team effort can't just come from one guy. Yeah. You know, he, he might be the defensive player of the year three times, mm -hmm. but there's still four other guys on the floor that need to do their part in helping him out. He can only do so much. He's just, he's just a man. Yeah. That's he what is. it comes down to. He is. He is one person. There's no doubt about that. Derek favor speaking to the media. Now we'll maybe fit some of those comments in if we can, before we go here, but you're listening to the Saturday show. We'll take a break here. Come back on your side and wrap up this edition of the Saturday show right here on 97.5 FM, 1280 AM and the zone sports network. The weekend is here, and we're breaking down the teams that you're passionate about. Oh, really? This is the Saturday Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the Saturday show, putting a bow on the show. It's a little bit of a unique uh, broadcast today for us here because obviously Utah Jazz locker clean out. Derek Favors speaking to the media now. They'll continue to be players and coaches. Quinn Snyder supposed to speak around 2 o'clock is what the original plan was. Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck are supposed to speak around 3. We'll have all of those interviews posted on 1280thezone.com or just search out the Zone Sports Network on your podcast provider of choice. Uh, you'll be able to listen to all those interviews. Uh, Eric's doing a fantastic job getting them up. I think Rudy Gobert is already up. I'm sure Derek Favor shortly after he is done. I think he actually just concluded he'll be up shortly. Um, Quinn Snyder, like I mentioned, Dennis Lindsay, Justin Zanuck, any other players that speak to the media today will all be there for you guys. Well, Lundy, that was a very quick show, but uh, kind of a weird show all in the same. 
Yeah, you know, but it was it was good. I think we learned a lot of good things um, from the players, just hearing from them, getting their thoughts on the season as well as the upcoming offseason. There was a lot of interesting comments made. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to, if you missed any of them, you want to hear them, like I said, go to 1280thezone.com. You can listen to all the locker cleanout interviews that have already happened or will happen throughout this afternoon. But for Lundy, I'm Jake. Have a great rest of your Saturday. We'll be back here next week talking everything going on with the Jazz and, of course, live programming throughout the week with DJ and PK, Hans and Scotty, as well as the big show Monday through Friday. Until next week, have a good one. This has been the Saturday show right here on 97.5 FM. 1280 AM and the Zone Sports Network.